0: Out of the break, second hour of Sports Talk. Hope you're doing well. I am Scott Beatty, and Warren Tate and I today are in Indianapolis for a full Media Days coverage as Illinois sent over the contingent of head coach Brett Bielma, defensive backs Sidney Brown and Quan Martin, running back Chase Brown, and wide receiver Isaiah Williams. Last hour, we brought you our conversation with Brett Bielma, as well as Quan Martin. This hour intended to bring you some of the Browns. Both brothers talked with us, as well as some with Josh Whitman and Isaiah Williams. White Sox lead the Rockies in the top of the eighth inning, 5-4, finishing up a two-game series there. And the Cardinals trying to salvage a split with the Toronto Blue Jays tonight in, in Canada. Adam Wainwright on the hill after yesterday's lopsided loss. The Jays won 10-3. Adam Wainwright will face Kevin Gossman in the Toronto's, in Toronto's Rogers Center up there. So that's some of the baseball headlines. There's not a ton of other things going on uh, locally outside of what we brought back for you from uh, media days. We are one month away from Illinois football's 2022 campaign, Illinois against Iowa. Uh, against Wyoming I beg your pardon and then it's the Friday night Big Ten opener after that game for what would be called week one across college football and that's on the road against Indiana so Illinois gets a little bit of an earlier start thus they'll start up uh, August camp in July which is unusual as well usually it starts in August to the guys that will be there running back chase brown gunning for another thousand yard plus season and twin sydney brown who plays safety in the backfield while chase brown carries the ball got a chance lauren and i did to talk to both of them starting with chase brown and this then joined up by sydney the illinois running back chase brown has joined us your brother sydney may uh, get over here as well he is um He's, I don't know. Is he more popular than you? Or, uh,
1: must be. Must be. I mean, you, the guy can't catch a break right now. So,
0: <laughs> congratulations on being here. Not a surprise. We, we always have fun a couple weeks out going. Who, who are they going to pick? And uh, I definitely, I was feeling both Browns. I wow. thought that'd be cool. It's got to be neat for you, uh, just as a family,
1: right? Right. I mean,
0: it's it's it's
1: it's an honor to be here. Um, and then the fact that I get to do it with my twin brother. Just makes this uh, this opportunity even better. Um, you know, we're here representing fans, uh, coaches, you know, players on the team, and um, the fact that we were selected to to you know represent Illinois is um, true honor.
0: When you first were at Western Michigan, Sydney was here first, and yeah. then you, you did trans back in the days when you couldn't just transfer, right? Yeah. Uh, but those old days, uh, was it a goal? Yeah. Was it in your mind when you first were at Western Michigan, i got to get to Illinois, i got to play with Sid, as, as Sidney uh, just joins us here on the mic as well. Welcome, Sidney. I appreciate yeah. it. Thanks now, you me. guys look alike, and you kind of sound alike, too, so we're going to have to try and distinguish for the listeners who's talking. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but I, I was just asking your brother, was it always a goal to get here to play with you, and or or was it always your goal to get him here to play with you? <laughs> yeah, so leaving high school, it was, it was kind of a vision for us to go play at the same
1: school, but uh, at the end of the day, we uh, decided whatever was best for the for him and what was best for me was the right direction for the two of us. So when he ended up going to Western Michigan, it was a little heartbreaking for myself, but uh, it ended up coming for the better, and he ended up
0: here. What was it growing up? When did the football interest spark for you? And being the same age, was it together? Was one ahead of the other? Yeah. How did that work? And uh, I'll start with you, Chase Brown. Of course. <laughs>
1: um you know growing up we've always been super competitive um but football was just something that we kind of did it wasn't um we didn't really take it seriously we started off with flag and uh we were naturally gifted at just being able to you know make people miss and use our speed and elusiveness to make plays and um
2: what about what about hockey (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, you don't wanna you don't wanna see me on skates with a stick, man. You wanna see me on skates with a stick, you know. <laughs> no, 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 I'm playing, I'm playing. Um, but uh we've always been competitive since a young age before football was even a thing. Uh, and uh, that that honestly pushed us throughout, you know, peewee football to high school to where we are now and um you know, I wouldn't want any any other way. I mean I get a I get a run around with somebody that um you know, looks like me. Maybe isn't as pretty, but, you
2: know. <laughs> well, looks he pretty, like, but yeah. he is pretty. <laughs> yeah. Is it true? Now, did you change your hair just for this so we'd be able to tell you guys apart?
1: You know what? I did it more for myself, but I guess we could. Uh, that's another reason I could I could use that. way. He's <laughs> got, got a day. mask on right now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Lauren does the
0: same, so we can tell him yeah, I, from others. Yeah, I, I, I blend, change
2: my hair all the time.
0: Blend yeah. in, You blend in. You, you
1: look pretty good with some braids in there. Oh, wouldn't I look yeah. good? Yeah. You, yeah.
2: <laughs> if you know where I'm buying it, you let me know. But, <laughs> When's the last time you tackled your brother? I'm talking to Sydney. Yeah. And he's carrying the ball, and you're on defense.
1: Spring ball. It was the last opportunity I had to tackle the guy. Did you hit him and, hard? Uh, oh, every bit. I tried. Low. <laughs> I tried. I hit him low. <laughs> hard and low. I uh, gave him what he – Not mean, supposed to do that. He doesn't get him much, so I got to give him some loving when we were in practice. Yeah. Right. Um, but even even throw practice in the year like we we go at it uh, we don't tackle each other to the ground but we do get at it um, and the, just the fierce competition that we both carry.
2: Um, do you remember that uh, chase?
1: Yeah, during the spring. Yeah, I remember specifically. Hey, Coach Beast, Hey, we're going we're going live today, but you know, no no tackling low. How did and I got
0: tackled low? What? oh how, yeah. how, how did you both gravitate towards your positions? Um, yeah. You both both of them require a good deal of speed. Yeah. Right. So,
1: Sid tells the story well. Yeah. Yeah, so w- when I was younger, I mean I had this nickname. I was downtown Sydney Brown the running back up in London, Ontario. I was a younger guy started running the rock when I um and he actually started as a defensive end.
2: No kidding. Yeah, really? Believe oh, it or not. Oh, and yeah. he played a little safety football.
1: when we played flag, but when we played tackle, this guy was a defensive end, he's a big guy. Um and I hurt my knee one year and sat out for a summer and they're like, "Hey, Sydney can run the rock, so let's see if this guy can do it better. And he ended up doing it better. So uh, he's been carrying the rock ever since, and I've been tackling people ever since. So that's kind of that's that's where the
0: journey went. And and I mean, coaches will tell I will say, I want guys who want to hit. I like to hit. Is that something that you just relish, Sydney? And Chase, is that something you hate being hit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, I. Um I think I get caught up a lot in trying to make that showtime hit all the time. It's like the showtime knockout. You ever watch the UFC? Well, um, oh, Lauren's a huge <laughs> fan. <All right. laughs>
2: well, that's a, one way to miss tackles if yeah, you exactly. try to hit too that's, hard.
1: Exactly. So um, what I've been trying to work on is trying to line it up and really focus on um, not making the showtime hit all the time but line it up when I can because um, those opportunities come. It's like a touchdown, you know. Yeah.
2: Gotta... I, I want to ask you both about the other running backs. Of course cuz you got a you got some horses oh, we got we got a you got some big horses oh, bigger yeah, we than we you do. yeah we do yeah. tell me about those guys
1: yeah i mean we have a really talented room and it's only getting better especially with some of the new additions Aiden Lowry and uh, Jordan Anderson um no even before them those, those two very talented freshmen we we saw all spring um but with Josh McCray uh, Reggie Love Chase Hayden um Nick Ferdonzo, um all of them know how to play football and run the ball really well, and just seeing them all develop and.
2: How big is McCray now?
1: You know, he actually lost weight. Oh, about, has he? Yeah, he's about two thirty-five.
2: Okay, yeah, yeah. wow, a <laughs> big
1: about, boy still. It's, okay, that's okay. Still you you got to tackle those guys. Yeah,
2: <laughs> you got ta- Sydney. You got to tackle those yeah, guys. I don't <laughs> mind. I don't mind. Which which was which ones do you think is, uh, could help the team the most? all oh, the running backs. Yeah. Other, other than I mean, your brother
1: of course <laughs> i mean give me the rock and see what i can do we can go back to the day now i'm playing but you got a stable You got a stable of running backs that can um you know create opportunity uh make plays happen but you know i think chase uh mccray uh younger guys like larry i mean you got chase hayden guys like that jordan anderson uh guys that can come in and uh fill the role when needed but uh, I say Chase. Chase is really going to take that take that lead role this year at running back.
0: I, I got more questions, but they're giving me the hook sign for you guys. I guess you're on to your your next thing. Oh, oh cool. we're out of here. So, uh, huh? but I, I we wish you well uh, in training camp. And congratulations on being here, getting to rep- It's a neat moment for the program, but it's also for you and your family, good. Uh, and, and for your country too. Frankly, of you know, there's just not a lot no. of Canadians, no. Canadian twins. No, no, no I difference. think you're the first you Canadian made it across twins. the
2: border. Yeah, yeah. I'm no. surprised I don't it, have
0: a flag on my back today. Yeah. By
2: the know. way, nice jackets, huh? They're new, yeah, <laughs> new ones, yeah, new ones, new ones. Yeah, yeah. They, they, yeah. It, was, it was a good yeah. hookup. Yeah. yeah.
0: All right, was- Chase Brown, Sydney Brown, Appreciate best of luck. Appreciate it very much. Congratulations. And this is Sports Talk here on Media Day. We'll come back with some more. Lauren and I caught up with Josh Whitman and plenty of topics to dive into with the Illini Athletic Director from Media Day's Just a glut today of conversations that we had at Media Days, and that's something we haven't had in this summer uh, in long for long spurts, because that's the nature of the season. And so this is the, the clue that, hey, it's coming. One month from today, football season will start. But there's so much uh, to talk about with Atlanta Athletic Director Josh Whitman, who made some time for us today, Lauren Tate and I. And... I think you'll hear some more of them as well on Saturday. Here's our convo with him. Media days here in Indianapolis ahead of the 2022 football season. It opens in one month. Scott Beatty and Lauren Tate with you here, and the athletic director for Illinois is Josh Whitman. Good to have you with us, Josh. It's uh, I know it's it's A hectic schedule for you always, so I always appreciate when we can chat for a few moments here and welcome into another one of these events. It's always a kind of a marker into a new
3: year. It is, no question, and uh, Big Ten does a great job. I really enjoyed the transition here to Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis, and uh, it gives us all a sense of uh, what the ultimate goal is, to get get here on this field at the end of the season, and uh, as they always say, hope springs eternal. It's great to have the... (laughs) The conference together, the coaches here, the administrators together, and a uh, lot to lot to talk about, certainly.
0: And there's, there's, yes, there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot swirling and maybe more questions than answers. But as for football, we talked to Coach Bielman. He emphasized, you know, there is actually a football season coming up. As you come into this, does it feel like you've got, what you need in place—you've got your head coach, you've got your facilities, uh, you've got a, uh, the the staff. Um, so much has been put in place. It feels like. Do you feel like you're kind of there in that st- uh, aspect? And now it's go play ball, develop, recruit.
3: I, I think that's right to a large extent. I, I think we we have in place. I, I think at this point the things that we need to be successful. It doesn't mean that there isn't work that that still mm-hmm. needs to be done we're we're always identifying where some of those remaining obstacles lie and, and taking steps to try and address those. But I, I think in terms of the big-ticket items, you touched on a lot of those things, that the facilities, the staff, uh, I, I think are, are all looking up and, and just really excited about uh, the leadership that, that Brett has provided and that the staff he's put together, the way our players have bought into the vision that he has. Uh, they've had an incredibly productive summer and offseason, and I know everybody's uh, keyed up and, and ready for the new year the It strikes me that the Big Ten West, such as it
0: stands right now is is maybe the the, the gap between top and bottom, however that shakes out uh, is not that far apart. Does it feel that way as you look at it too and i mean you 're looking at i 'm sure recruiting battles in the big picture too, but also just the upcoming season.
3: I think the thing that I've I've loved about the Big Ten West the last six or seven years, certainly since I've been back in this role, is just the the unpredictability of it. Every year different schools rise up and, and demonstrate that they're in a in a power position and, and it's unpredictable I, I think you've seen obviously northwestern shoot to the top of the standings a couple times and uh and, and other schools in between and it's great to have iowa in the champ game last year and obviously wisconsin's been been there uh several times and so it's uh it's a great division i, I love the rivalries i i enjoy the games and uh you know we'll just have to Kick it off in, in late August and, and see how the season goes. But it certainly uh, is uh, something that we we enjoy the opportunity to go out and, and test ourselves each and every week. And I, I think that's one of the great uh, great virtues of the Big Ten Conference.
2: I like to talk about the divisions, and you know, I worry because how long are they going to? How long we're going to have the East and the West?
3: It's a great question, and and I I don't know that we have good answers on that yet. Obviously, there's a lot of change happening uh, right now across, you might have noticed, Uh, not just in in college athletics, but more locally uh, within the Big Ten Conference. And I I think that, as I've said publicly on several occasions, I'm not opposed to change. I just want to see us allow some of these variables to resolve themselves and then let's change once if we can for the betterment of our our student athletes, our traditions, our fans, rather than create change in in multiple seasons. And so, uh, you know, I'm I'm pushing to try and and see us uh, make whatever changes we think are necessary. Uh, once we have a better sense of what the overall landscape is going to look like, what our our, our total membership is going to be, what the the CFP picture is going to be, um, and so we'll see uh, how all that comes together. You feel
2: like you have support from that in the big within the Big Ten? Is there a movement in that direction for two more years of the same, maybe, and then?
3: Yeah, I, I you know I. I'd hesitate to, to speak for the others, but I, I think that there certainly has been discussion. I, I think people, they're, they're like every decision we make, there are pros and cons on, on every side of the ledger. Um, but I, I do think that there's certainly uh, an understanding that, that uh, things are unsettled, and, and there's an interest, I think, in seeing uh, some, some stability before we make some, some long-term format decisions.
2: Let's go to Wyoming. Let's go to the Wyoming game and, and your preparation for that. Uh, just talk about uh, anything special.
3: I, you know, I've really grown to like this week zero format. This will be the, the second year that we've had the opportunity to do that. And uh, I think from a from a competitive perspective, from a, a pacing of the season, it really fits together nicely. You're able to build in the, the two bye weeks. You're able to bring the guys back a week earlier to start their, their formal preparation in terms of their training camp. I think even the fans enjoy it because, it, you know, you get, you get into the throes of the season and to get fans to show up week after week after week, the bye weeks matter to them, too. They they have Mm -hmm. a chance to to tend to some other things in their lives. And and so it it really, I think, lends itself to a nice pace throughout the year. Uh, but we're excited. I, I think uh, fans will see some nice improvements to Memorial Stadium, uh, particularly those who uh, sit on the east side. We'll have some some nice uh, changes there in the, in the East Great Hall uh, in terms of the floors, the lights, the painting, the concourses, the, the restrooms, the televisions. Uh, we're, we're excited for our fans to see those things. Uh, and, and just looking forward to another great season of Illinois football. I think we took a great step forward last year, and, um, and we want to see as many people in the stands for that opener as we can get.
0: Josh Whitman here with us on Sports Talk. We're at Media Days with all the talk that's going on uh, and all the realignment, expansion, all that stuff. Is there ever a conflict for you between what's good for Illinois and what's good for the Big Ten? And how do you how do you settle that uh, for yourself and, and for Illinois athletics?
3: Those things can happen on occasion. Uh, I think that's that's commonplace uh, in this landscape and, and has been not just in this landscape but I think for, for decades there are always always those moments where uh, something that might be in the best interests of the league may not be in, in your specific best interests on your respective campus. I think we have a great tradition within the Big Ten Conference that people step forward and do what's best for the Big Ten uh, and uh, there are those moments where we're on, in maybe more isolated circumstances where you really have to stand on the table and, and advocate for your own institution. But I, we all, I think, take the long view. We understand that the health of the Big Ten Conference ultimately is in the best interests of each of our individual stools. Uh, and so we may need to make some, some short-term sacrifices in order to see the league continue to flourish and grow. Um, and, and that's uh, that was something that was impressed upon me Early on, uh, not only during my tenure as athletic director, but even dating back to when I was working with Ron Gunther. And and that's something that we work really hard to try and uh, make sure that, that folks who come into the league understand and appreciate.
0: And then maybe part of your job is to help – everybody under you at at illinois understand why a decision being made why it actually will benefit even if it looks like in the short term it doesn't right and i'm not thinking of anything specific here josh i'm just saying as things change you know everyone wants to make sure that they're taken care of
3: sure i, I think being in in these leadership positions is a lot about communication and you know, we have to exercise our judgment in in the moment on any number of of situations. And um, sometimes we have access to full information that that maybe the public or other people can't have or won't have. Um, and, And so whenever we make those decisions, whether it's internally or externally, we need to be prepared to to communicate the, the best that we're able uh, about the, the reasoning for those decisions and and provide justification. On the on the same hand, we also need to understand that not everybody's always going to agree with the decisions that we make. And and I learned a long time ago if if you're going to get in this business to, to be uh, agreed with every time that you you make a big a big call on something, uh, you're going to be you're going to be looking for a long time. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, from our perspective, we're just going to keep. Uh, operating with the information we have make the best decisions we can and do the best job we can to communicate those about those decisions and and then move on
2: a friend of yours jim phillips uh, down at the, with the acc commissioner now uh, made the comments uh, that they would do a lot of different things to keep everybody in the conference and with, with maybe clemson and others looking to the sec uh... one of the things he mentioned was uneven distribution Is that a consideration at any point in the Big Ten?
3: That's not something that has been talked about in the the Big Ten conference. I I certainly would never... Uh, judge other conferences. Everybody's got their own situations. Everybody's got their own pressure points. Everybody needs to do uh, what they think they need to do at, at, at given moments. Uh, but in the Big Ten, that has not been our tradition. Uh, I think as most people know, I think that is one of the things that has contributed to the strength of our league. I think to the overall identity of our league. I think to the camaraderie of our league. Um, and, and so I, that's not something that we've we've ever even uh, discussed.
2: And you don't, um, it's it's notable, I think, that uh, USC and UCLA are coming in as full partners in that way, and yet that was not the case with Nebraska, nor with Maryland, nor with Rutgers. Is there a reason why uh, they didn't come in as full? Uh,
3: you know, I, I don't know. I, I wasn't uh, part of the league when those decisions were made. Uh, and even in this case, you know, we have a lot of voice in, in ultimate decisions about, Adding new members and and those kinds of things. But ultimately, we trust the commissioner and and the Big Ten staff to negotiate the terms of of those uh, arrangements. And so, uh, you know, we we weren't, um, you know, in the weeds in those discussions, and, and we knew that bringing in those Los Angeles schools was a was a critical opportunity for us and we we trusted him and and the Big 10 staff to to handle that discussion in the best way that they needed to, to in order to get to get us to the end result that we wanted
0: Josh Whitman with us. Um we we asked uh, Brad about this but I was I read yesterday's news about Ben Miller as as encouraging. Uh and also, it's encouraging with him, if he can't be there, The, the Sean Snyder coming on it, w- what a resume there to handle special teams. But as for Ben Miller himself, uh, he's got a long road, but it looks like there's light at the end of the tunnel.
3: Uh, no question, and, and we've been there to support Ben from the beginning. We'll continue to be there with Ben, uh, but but he's got a he's got a big challenge on his hands, yeah. and, and uh, you know we all understand that. Uh, we're, we're wishing him the best, keeping him in our in our thoughts and our prayers. And uh, but but he the great thing about Ben is is he stayed connected to the program. We've been very intentionally kept uh, some some responsibilities on his plate, and so he's he's still visible. He's still around. He's still connected to his players. Um, and you know we, we want him to continue to have that outlet, and we think it's healthy for him to, to have some, some things that he can focus on beyond his health, but certainly uh, our message to him has been that's where you need to put the bulk of your energy is make sure that you're, you're getting yourself healthy for the betterment of, of yourself, obviously, but your family, and uh, we're going to be here with you every step of the way, and, and he's just been a, an absolute uh, trooper as, as he's headed through this, uh, this journey that he's on right now.
0: We'll have more of our conversation with Josh Whitman from Media Days today, a variety of topics beyond just uh, football for Illinois, and that's straight after this. You're listening to Sports Talk on DWS. More now the conversation with Josh Whitman that Lauren Tate and I had at Media Days here on Sports Talk.
2: Kind of caught us by surprise with the track decision. Uh, when did you find out about the availability of such a qualified uh, po- coach?
3: We were really fortunate. I, I, obviously, we've done a lot of different searches, a lot of dis- different circumstances, and, and sometimes uh, you get tremendous interest and sometimes you, you don't, and it's a little bit unpredictable. And timing
2: was, was a key thing.
3: Timing was key, and, and uh, it, it just so happened in this case that uh, he'd been out of it for, a, for about a year, uh, really an elite coach and uh, he, he contacted us uh, and we took some time as we do every time we get information from, from an interested party to, to, uh, to do some due diligence there and learn more about him and uh, it, it didn't take long to realize that, that he was somebody who's worn at a very high level. Uh, we spoke to a lot of people who have worked with him. Uh, they had nothing but, but rave reviews uh, for their time together. He's an intense competitor, uh, somebody who's, who's won at the highest level, both in the collegiate ranks but also on the international stage. And, um, and as we had a chance to sit down with him and, and learn more about him, learn more about his vision and his plan, to uh, see what alignment might exist between where he thought we could go and where we wanted to go. Uh, it, it really just, just came together and, and uh, incredible uh, excitement around that program. And, and, and a lot of it matches up nicely, obviously, with some of the improvements we've been able to make uh, in, our, in our track and field. Uh, facilities and some of the infrastructure that supports that program and so uh, it's a great opportunity for us to to push those six sports people don't really realize it you got men's and women's cross country you got men's and women's indoor track you got men's and women's outdoor track so they're competing for six championships a year yeah about 25 percent of our student athletes are engaged in that in those six sports and so that's a big section of our athletic department and uh and so we needed to make sure that we were putting that entire operation in, in a position to, to go out and compete at the highest level.
0: When you were hired, you said, we will win. And one of the things I see in this is, uh, I think you kind of hinted at it, we, we have a standard for winning, too. And that's part of this decision to bring on a new new head coach in track and field. It's not just about football and, and men's basketball where so much attention goes.
3: No, I I think that's right, and and certainly I I hope we've demonstrated that over the years. Incredibly proud of the work that's being done in our Olympic sports. I I know they get a a nice following from a lot of our fans. Uh, Looking forward to uh, kicking it off this year again with with volleyball and and soccer in in the fall. Um, Our cross-country teams have have really done a nice job here in recent years. Uh, John Davis is going to go down. I think as one of the great runners in our program's history. Uh, And and, and so it, it just came together at the right time we, we'd made some investments there as I mentioned in terms of facilities um, and for someone of, of Petros's quality and experience uh, success to be available and interested uh, was was really uh, kind of the icing on, on the cake and and it was great to sit down and visit with him one of the things he's excited about at Illinois is the build uh, and you guys have heard me talk enough I I don't ever want to just find somebody who's looking for the next job or the Big Ten job or the Power Five job. I want to try and find people who are genuinely enthusiastic about being at the University of Illinois. And from our first conversation, it was evident that he had done his research, he knew about our tradition, he knew about our history, he knew about our, our recent challenges in those sports, and, uh, and was really excited about the idea of coming in and doing something that, that really hasn't been done here in quite a while, and uh, and, and that was something that, that really caught my attention and, and got me excited. Uh, I love people who embrace the challenge, and, and he, he recognizes what's in front of him, and he's, he's committed to seeing us put ourselves back on the national stage.
2: I think most people think that you're only involved in football and basketball but it seemed like you had coaching changes you see swimming gymnastics track what am I leaving out? Women's basketball we had four we had four this year yeah (laughs) Yeah. which was
3: not uh not expected going into the year but uh you're right Lauren I, I I certainly spend a lot of my time with with our football and basketball programs but uh, every one of our 21 sports is, is absolutely critical to me and, and most importantly the student-athletes who participate in those sports are uh, very, very important to me and, and we want to make sure that they're having uh, an elite Opportunity and, uh, and and providing them with great leadership is a is a critical part of that. And so it's been um, a little more active uh, on the on the leadership front than we were anticipating going into the year. But really excited about uh, about the coaches we've been able to bring on board and uh, top to bottom, I would put our coaching staff up against anybody's right now. It's it's a, it's a group of, of really impressive accomplished people and uh, people who really committed to our student athletes and to their uh, their program success.
0: So I. Pay a lot of attention to the Olympic sports in my role, and have a a soft spot, of course, with you know working with baseball and softball. Um, I I can't help but wonder in all this shifting going on, what does that mean, and and will Olympic sports in the Big Ten somehow get left behind? Because it makes sense you can easily fly a football team across the country for a game, but not as easy to get baseball and uh, track teams all over the place. Um, Does it feel like their stability, looking going forward for those sports in the five ten-year window, whatever it may be.
3: I, I think so. I, I think that one of the the Big tens foundational elements is broad-based programming, and that's something that's always been important to us. I, I think like most things. The, the the rub there is in the definition. Well, what is a broad-based program? Is it is it 21 sports like we have at Illinois? Is it 30-plus sports as they have it at Michigan or Ohio State? Um, I, I think that clearly we are in the midst of, of some transformation, some change. Uh, I, I think it is possible that there will be contraction in our system. Uh, I, I think that is uh, out there, I, and I've talked openly about that as some of the uh, the different pressure points change in the, in the uh, years ahead. But I, I do think that in the more recent conversation around the Los Angeles schools and some of the travel logistics, you know, let's recognize that most of our student athletes are going to head west. Once a year, right? They're gonna they're gonna go out there and they're probably gonna play USC and UCLA on the same trip, and then they're gonna come home. Uh, we've got two years now to work with the Big Ten to try and really massage the details of, of some of the Olympic sports scheduling and what that's really gonna look like. And and last but not least, and I I learned this when I was at Washington University in St. Louis. Our conference uh, included schools in Chicago, Pittsburgh, New York City, Boston, uh, Cleveland, and so our student-athletes had this great opportunity to get out and see some of the great cities in the country, and it wasn't a contiguous footprint. It wasn't uh, uh, really based on geography, but it was based on academic profile. It was based on geographic profile. Um, And so now we're providing our student-athletes an opportunity to see a part of the country that they never would have otherwise. They're going to go to Los Angeles. They're going to get to see one of our great cities. Um, And uh, to me, that's another opportunity to expand their education uh, through their participation in our program.
0: Well, pro tip: I hear LA is particularly nice in about oh early March or so. so <laughs> if,
3: you're,
0: if you're thinking about that when it comes to to scheduling, um, training camps almost here, and uh, football and volleyball and soccer are about to get it going. So I know there's a lot here in the immediate as you continue to work through what is the. I call it medium future to long-term future here in in college athletics. This may be a summer unlike any other for you after you go through a pandemic that you just had.
3: (laughs) I I think that's right. I I do think that things are not going to slow down for a while yet. I I, I think that change is is really the name of the game here for the foreseeable future. Uh, I'd like to sit back and think that things will calm down. I I don't know that they will for a while. Uh, I, I just think that we're in this period of intense disruption, and, and as I've said on multiple occasions, I feel like that provides a place like the University of Illinois with an opportunity. I, I think if we're aggressive, if we're ambitious, if we innovate in the midst of that disruption, I, I think that we can we can really pos- position ourselves well to, to come out of this changing environment in, in a more advantaged position than when we started. Uh, and so that's uh, that, That's really where our focus has been. Uh, it will be nice to get back to the games. And, you know, there, there's that's it, always kind of a, a grounding element for me anyway is uh, when I go out to that first practice of training camp when I'm around our volleyball team for the first time, soccer team, when you're, you're in the stands, you're watching them play, there still is a purity to the competition. And and that's that's really a, a grounding, anchoring element, I think, for me and for a lot of our staff. It's at the center of all we do, we've got a group of 500 student-athletes who are receiving a University of Illinois education, who are, are learning a lot of life skills through their participation in our program, uh, and who have an interest in being one of the very best to wear our uniform. And, and that's something that... Uh, motivates me, inspires me and and really helps center me as we work through a lot of these uh, high level decisions that will ultimately affect what college athletics looks like for the next number of years. Um, and so that's um, I'm glad it's coming because I, I, I need that and you know it, by the time the spring rolls around, sometimes you're ready for the finish line and the summer serves its purpose, you get recharged and then you're ready to, you're ready to get going again.
0: Josh, thank you so much for your time. It's always uh, a pleasure to have you.
3: My pleasure, guys. Good to have you here, and uh, looking forward to a great year. Thanks.
0: That's our conversation with Josh Whitman at Big Ten Media Days in Indianapolis. We've got Isaiah Williams as well, a lineite wide receiver who was the late add to the media days roster for Illinois, and uh, worth the conversation. Stay with us. <laughs> One more conversation to bring you from today's media days. Didn't know he was going to make an appearance until late last night. Isaiah Williams, as uh, Brett Bielma intimated in his conversation with us, he was told you can bring three players. So they brought three players and then everyone announced their lineup and a couple of other schools announced four players were coming with him. Brett Bielma, in his words, giddy up, we're bringing Isaiah Williams as well glad we got a chance to talk with the former quarterback turned wide receiver and considered to be the number one target for this year here's lauren and i with isaiah williams the surprise addition to media days that ace up the sleeve good to see you sir congratulations (laughs) great to see you too heard you this morning on with brian uh here at the table appreciate you stopping by as well um it, w- when we were doing uh who do you think is going to be representing illinois for media days your name definitely was at the top of the list of so i'm glad you got glad what i think is do i mean you you represent the offense uh you represent team well so congratulations thank you yeah uh how have you taken this all in Man. do you are you tired of this, or <laughs> honestly,
4: I love it, yeah, yeah, and um, as the day go on, I'm getting more comfortable, like first, when he first told me I was um he was adding me, had got bubble guts in the stomach, I was <laughs> I was kinda nervous, I didn't know what to expect, but now that I'm here, I'm having a great time, I'm enjoying it, um, as the day go on, I'm getting more comfortable, and it's just it's just been a fun experience,
0: yep, uh it's training camp starting this weekend, Yep. Saturday you. Football's a unique beast. You get 12 guaranteed opportunities. And these days, that's not always guaranteed uh, to compete. And you're only on the field for half that time. And you're not on the field for all those plays. All this grinding you do all year long for those limited opportunities. Do you embrace that grind? Do you love that part of the preparation? I love it. And that's something
4: me and Coach McDonald talk about all the time. He's like, bro, every, every day you catch 400 passes because when you get that one pass – you gotta catch it, cause you might not get another one. You might not. And I, um, I love, I love that about the sport that you do all this grinding just for you know them twelve games, them couple, couple hours every game, and you know I prepare well for that. You know catching two hundred and fifty passes at least a day. So when I do get my name called during the game, I'm able to make that play for the team.
0: Every time this year, it happened last year. We hear it throughout the season. A coach might say it. Somebody like me might say it, we gotta get the ball into Isaiah Williams' hands. How does that happen more from your perspective?
4: Um, first it starts with me looking in the mirror, understanding I have to get better. I have to do a job at, you know, creating more separation, um, you know, becoming more consistent. Like if the quarterbacks know every time He's going to catch the ball when I throw it to him. They're going to throw me the ball more. If a coach know, knows, oh, number one, he's going to create separation every time. No matter if the def- defender got leverage on him, he's still going to find a way to get open. He's going to call them plays for me. So first it starts with me looking in the mirror understanding like every day, every single day I have to get better, every single day.
0: Do you look back at tape or plays from last year and go, if I had done this, the ball would have been in my hands? Are there, were there moments last year? where if you had done something different, you said, yeah, they would have delivered it to me. Or, yeah,
4: of course, yeah. yeah. A, a bunch of times if I would have um, did this or did that. But, I mean, that's the, that's the great thing about watching film. You can learn from it, and then I could use it as fuel and motivation for next year and something to get
0: better. Isaiah Williams with us here from Media Days.
2: Isaiah, how restricted are you to the play call? How much freedom do you have to break a... A route and go another direction um i mean if you're covered and, and you see an opening can you do that
4: uh no not really i might, not really. <laughs> yeah you gotta I, stay with it the... <laughs> i might throw the quarterback off quarterback might be throwing the inside i'm going outside but um i have i would say this i have a lot of freedom to figure out how to get open so if i got an in route i if I have to take an outside release to get back inside or if i got to go inside or if i got to sell vertical to get back inside, I have a lot of freedom to um, just make sure I'm open on the inside at a certain time.
2: How different is it working with the new ath- uh, offensive coordinator, Lunny? Mm-hmm. Is it different than it was last year?
4: Yeah, it, I mean, it's way different. Different offense, different style. Um, he loved dead jokes, so <laughs> <laughs> it'd be a laugh and mean sometimes, but... You know, um, the biggest thing I would say is just that fast tempo. You know, just having to keep call a play. I might run 60 yards down the field. I got to run back and then do another play. So I mean any, that's been the biggest thing.
2: Any chance you'll throw the ball this year out of that or reverse or something like? that? You had a great chance last <laughs> year
4: and you missed the pass. <laughs> maybe I mean we we we'll, we'll find out maybe come um what August twenty seventh. Yeah, well, yeah yeah yeah. I mean sure, <laughs> I've you heard looking? that line before. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no I don't I don't want I don't want to bring up any special plays but but obviously if you get a chance to throw the ball you'd like to do it wouldn't you? Yeah I want to throw a touchdown for sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: Uh, How has it been working with Tommy DeVito and and Art Sikowski and the rest of that QB room?
4: Man, it's been great. Both of them guys, Tommy and Art, bring a special, um, like, unique talent that they both have. They both have, like, that jersey swagger that I call it. They both Mm -hmm. got a swagger and confidence to them, and it's easy for guys to follow. Um, But, like, having a chance to throw with them this summer like watching the progress that R has made since his surgery man it's been like a blessing to watch and then just always just getting the young guys like Donovan Leary you got guys like Samari Collier you got guys like RJ and even more young guys that that been making um a lot of progress this summer and I'm excited to see what they do come up in fall camp and then that QB battle that's going to be that's going to be a good one
0: you're a man of faith, and uh, Coach has uh, let it be known that he, he leans on you at times to kind of lead the team in that way. Do you see yourself as a, a leader, uh, you know, more in the clubhouse and in the locker room in a different way than just football? Yep.
4: Um, and, like, a lot of times I don't talks to the team about stuff like this. And my biggest message to the team is, like, bro, I'm not perfect. Like, you know, none of us perfect, but, um, like, that's just something – that I, had, that I picked up on like recently um, like just learning like about Jesus Christ and just growing in my faith and I just want to share that with the rest of my teams because I see, I see the benefits that it has made in my life seeing how bigger than football and how like me finding Jesus Christ and learning about my faith reading my Bible it has translated to every other aspect of my life it made me a better football player it made me more confident you know and um you know I just um like tell that message to the team, and i let them know, like, I'm not perfect, bro. You don't have to be perfect. Nobody perfect. Like, I make mistakes. I still make mistakes. I made probably way more mistakes than you. But, bro, like, this changed my life, and I just want to share it through the team just because I know, like, how big of an impact that has made in my life in a short period of time. Uh,
0: cr- uh, creating different p- kinds of b- bonds for you in terms of your friendships, your relationships within yep. the locker room through all that? Yep. Isaiah Williams is here with us on Sports Talk.
2: Well, I, I got to ask you, who's the fastest member of the, of the football team? Uh,
0: Tyler Strain.
4: Is really? He faster
2: than you? Yes. Is he?
4: It? And, and it's between probably Tyler Strain and Devon Witherspoon. No kidding. Yeah, them two guys fast, like different types no, of fast.
2: Now, Witherspoon will be guarding you once in a while in practice, yep. won't
4: he? Yeah. Is he tough? Yeah, he's tough.
2: He's tough. He tough to get free of? Huh. To pre- get free Nah, he's he to not get tough. Open?
0: Nah, he not tough to get free of. Uh. <laughs> 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 well, tell me this: if you're if you are another team's receiver, uh, who's going to be the who who would you least want covering you? It, it, who's going to give spoon. you the biggest challenge? Devon. yeah, Spoon, Devon with the Spoon, easily. He's the toughest cover. Yeah, he's the toughest cover. Yeah, or, or actually, receivers are tough covers, but yeah, you'd have the hardest time with him, and other receivers would have the hardest time with him. Yeah, um, how? It's always interesting the offense's perspective on the defense. Do you see them as advancing from last year?
4: Yeah, they taking even more steps. Like um, watching them guys, you wanna know what's crazy? Like last year, I had never really seen like the defense putting in extra work. But after them first three weeks, I seen uh, they whole demeanor change. I seen how they switched it up. I seen how they came together. And this summer. They only took it times 10. Like, watching them get together without the coaches, you know, going over the defense. Um, I actually, like, watch seven freshmen one day with, like, a couple older guys, like, in there just learning the defense, like, working with each other, working, like, just two guys working, like, talking, communicating. And, like, I feel like when you have stuff like that, defense only gonna get better. Like, you bring in them young guys, they bring even more competition, you know, for the future, and that's gonna push the older guys even more. And, man,
0: that defense, it it, it could be something special. I think it's pretty clear that you and Casey are probably uh, two of the lead guys in the wide receiver room, but I'm curious to f- see how three, four, five, six, seven, eight shakes yeah. out. It's at pl- camp. It's plenty of us. Yeah. It's plenty
4: of, um, man, you got. Like this summer just watching guys like um Miles Guy work, like a walk on guy, but you know, he, he gifted. He's special. Um you got guys like um Kamari Thompson, you know, who are older guy he like been working. And then you got you got younger guys like Hank Betty. He came in like just a work like in a weight room, great, you know, he always trying to get in extra work. I remember his first day working out with us, his first day. He came out. We ran routes with the coaches, so I, I usually stay after with the quarterback. He stayed out there with me the whole time, like just watching me, just going right after me. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna do this, and then. But man that's what guys
0: with the last name Beatty do. They <laughs> they 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 work. They get after. their are grinders. See, so that's that's how it works. So. Anything else, Lauren? Nothing more. All right. But. Uh, yeah.
2: Congratulations on uh, your move and the success you've had so far. We expect an even
0: bigger year this year. Yes, sir, for sure. I'm going to recommend you for future media appearances. You've done well today. All right, thank you. Isaiah Williams closing out our round of conversations from Big Ten Media Day. So much swirling over there in Indianapolis. Not a ton of answers uh, when it comes to realignment and expansion and media deals, but... There is stuff coming on the horizon. Tomorrow we'll be back at 4 o'clock. Lauren Tate and Evan Kahn. Uh, Thanks to Evan for his help today behind the scenes and Ed Bond as well. And thanks to Lauren Tate and all the hospitality that Big Ten provided over their Big Ten media days. Talk to you tomorrow. Joining up with sound on. A few minutes in progress here on News Talk 1400. Light Rock 97.5. Nope. That's game day. News Talk 1493 9 FM. It's been a little bit of a long day. But thank you for being with us. WDWS Champagne Urbana. Good night.